Mental Health Awareness Month is here, and we have a special collaboration heading your way. An earlier guest on a few of my podcast series, Josh Renowitz, is joining me with Andy Goodall to make a difference during this month. For everyone buying a copy of Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, we have Josh here offering a free copy of what he has. So, Josh, Andy, thank you for joining. Awesome. Thanks, Vince, for, for having us. I, you know, as you said, you know, that this is, I'm, I'm really excited. You know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I have, at least in our lifetimes, right, um, I haven't seen a, a period where that has been more important, where mental health awareness has been more important. You know, you're looking at, you know, the, the statistics and, you know, we kind of bounce some statistics back and forth. CDC found 50% of people in the U.S. feel that, you know, COVID has impacted their mental health overall. You know, a survey of 3,000 uh, American high schoolers found that a third of them reported feeling unhappy at a minimum or depressed. Anxiety, depression, loneliness, withdrawal, aggression, these things are all on the rise, um, especially amongst teens. And usually, here, here's the, the kicker on all of this, is that the thing that mental health professionals usually recommend, you know, getting out, interacting with friends, trying to, you know, take up hobbies, you know, and so on and so forth, those things are have been have been limited over the you know year plus um, because they're just not options. So I think you know the 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 book that you wrote, you know the the tips that you put forward in the you know Mr. Lancey talks mental health, you know the project that Andy and I are here to talk about uh, Odd Ducks um, uh, mindfulness toolkit for teens. Uh, those things are small tweaks and small things that people can do um, to actually, you know, uh, improve their mental health and kind of stabilize and, and establish some mental wellness. Um, and so that's that's I'm I'm super excited to to be talking about this with you today and to you know um, just kind of dive into it. Well, thank you for such a great introduction as well as some great statistics. Andy, would you mind introducing yourself a little further before we dive in and get going today? Yeah, thanks, Vince, for having us on the show today. Um, I'm a public health uh, digital strategist with Josh, Josh's organization, Odd Duck. Um, a public health digital strategist is a lot of words, but basically I use a public health lens for well-being information. So in this case, we're talking about mental health and mindfulness, and I just look through all of the public health resources, best practices on mental health and mindfulness, and then try to tailor that to the community that we're working with, and in this case, youth. Well, it sounds like you do a lot of good in the community, and thank you both for joining me today. My situation, for those of you listening on who don't know me, when I was 21 years old, I was the victim of a hit and run while on foot. After speculation of maybe surviving the first night passed, the doubts shifted to I'll never walk or talk or go to the bathroom on my own again. So fast forward, we have a mental health break, the podcast. Mr. Lansy talks mental health and everything I do has some sort of mental health tie as far as my platforms. But I want to give Josh and Andy the opportunity to talk about their ebook, what they're going to provide to you this month if you reach out and purchase a copy of Mr. Lansy talks mental health. Yeah, thanks, Vince. And you know, as Andy said, you know, we we this was actually so the toolkit we developed, the mindfulness toolkit, um, was actually part of a, a proof of concept for a mental health campaign. So uh, essentially, what we did it's it's been it's been um, you know had had uh, clinical oversight uh, and been conducted with clinical oversight. So we worked with 
mental health professionals and psychologists uh, throughout the country um, who made sure that every tool that we put in there had some sort of evidence base. Um, and you know, there's, there's 10 tools, there's 10 tools in the, in the kit and every single one of them has, you know, some sort of evidence behind it and, and demonstrating that it works. And then the tougher group that we had to work with was actually the youth themselves. So we did some focus groups and some workshopping. Uh, the demographic was pretty large. Um, we were aiming for 13 to 24. So a broad range, um, that the campaign was focused on and the toolkit was actually focused on, um, primarily 13 to 16. The thing is with, with, uh, with that broader range, right? The 13 year olds will probably do stuff that the 16 year olds are doing just because 16 year olds are cool. And 16 year olds will probably do what the 18 year olds are doing just because 18 year olds are cool and so on. But a 24 year old isn't gonna do something a 13 year old is doing because yeah. yeah, that shit's not cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so that was the tougher crowd for sure. And, uh, and, and, you know, with, with youth, with teens, you know, a, a lot of time their, their bullshit detector is on 10. So it's, it's super high and, and, you know, we're competing against a lot of, a lot of flashy things that grab their attention. Uh, and, you know, if, if they sense any whiff of something that's inauthentic, I don't know if you remember the, the there's an episode of 30 Rock where Steve Buscemi's character is a detective and he goes undercover in a high school, but it's like Steve Buscemi, right? And so he's got a yeah, He's one of my favorites, always gives you a good laugh. Right, right. Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, my nickname was the chameleon. And they're like, oh, for your ability to blend. And he's like, no, for my dewy eyes and slim waist. But he like walks, <laughs> in, he walks into this high school and he's kind of like a skateboard over his shoulder. And he looks like Bart Simpson or something. And he's like, hey, kids, what's going on? So that's what you don't want in any situation whatsoever. Um, so that's what the importance of like the focus groups and the and the workshopping was to make sure that we had somewhat of an authentic voice. We actually did some of these tools um, or some of these exercises with the the kids in these groups um, to just make sure that that they uh, tracked. Um, I, I I wanted to share with you one of the this the, I think this speaks volumes. This uh, little anecdote. Um, one of the focus groups we had, we jumped in, we were workshopping, um, you know, and, and, you know, it's sometimes it's difficult, you know, with any kind of workshop to, to get people to speak and engage, especially when it's youth, because, you know, people are, you, you work with kids all the time, Vince, so you, you know what I'm talking about. It's, people are hesitant, they don't necessarily want to share their experiences and stuff. But this kid, you know, came forward, we were doing A-B testing, we had two voices kind of side by side, two narrations, we held them up. And this kid came forward. And you know, he was kind of like just sort of punching his fist into his hand. And I thought, okay, he's just working off some nervous energy or whatever. Incorrect assumption. He's <laughs> basically what this, this uh, kid did was he's, he's like, you know, if anybody ever talked to me the way this uh, this chump in voice A talks to me or, or talks to the, the kids, I would feel so condescended. I would bust them upside the head. <laughs> you know? So we went with B. <laughs> uh, we went with B. I didn't get pummeled by a 13 year old. But that's the point is that, you know, they 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 have a, a, a high bullshit detector. Um, they're pretty guarded and, you know, you, you actually have to hustle pretty hard to, to make sure that the voice is, is authentic. And I think we did a pretty good job of, of capturing that voice and working with the youth that we worked with, again, across the country to make sure that it came across authentic.
I think you're doing a great service to the kids. And that's why my book, I'm involved with children, but not as young as I'd like it to be. We will have a mental health children series coming out. So I commend what you're doing. Andy, do you want to add anything more to that? I know there's a lot of wellness involved with the book as well. Do you want to talk about the wellness factor? Yeah, I think a lot of what we're looking at here is trying to see that it's a wholesome book. There's a lot of high energy and low energy mindfulness activities. So if you're not feeling as up to going on a walk and you just need a minute to decompress, kind of recenter yourself, there's activities that address that also. So really looking at the range of activities that you can do and thinking about hey, what fits for me right now? What's the most feasible with um, my current situation? Yeah, I think that's going to help a lot of people. What was the motivation behind creating this project? I'm not sure who it came from, so I'm asking both of you. Yeah, no, it, it was it was actually a, like a proof of concept for a, a mental health campaign. Um, you know, and so the mental health campaign had all sorts of uh, touch points and stuff. This was one toolkit within it. And, you know, basically, you know, with, with a proof of concept, once once folks see it, it's sort of like it checks that box and they move on to the next thing. Um, so it, it, we wanted to make sure that, the, you know, that it got out there in the world um, and that we had an opportunity to, to share that with folks. So that was the main thing. And, you know, and. So that, that was the impetus behind it. And we kind of repackaged it as an odd duck product. And you and I have been talking about doing something together for, for quite a while. So Absolutely, like this yeah. was May coming up, you know, it's, it's this, this month's mental or this year's mental health awareness month, you know, is, is, should be big. And so I thought this, this is a good opportunity to try to get this out there in the world. And, and one thing, Vince, if, if, if I could, one of the threads that I wanted to pull on um, and crazy kudos to, to Andy here, um, who is, I think, a phenomenal person as well as a fantastic designer and public health person. But, uh, you know, so Andy, in the course of COVID, had actually, she moved from Chicago to Boston. She started grad school. And so she was actually working on this project during it. And, you know, I, I, it's kind of like the hair club for men. Um, we're not just, uh, uh, you know, the president, <laughs> we're also clients. So we used <laughs> all of the exercises in this book. And I thought, Andy, I would love, and I think, you know, Vince's listeners would love to hear sort of how you've coped with such a dramatic life change Absolutely. during COVID. Um, and also, you know, what exercises sort of in this book appealed to you? Because um, I, I, I think that would be really fascinating to kind of hear. Yeah, of course. Um, a new city, grad school, I think the first thing people think is overwhelmed. <laughs> um, and definitely I was, but also really excited. So much new opportunity. So I was kind of trying to look for a way to emphasize the excitement, but also um, address when I'm feeling overwhelmed. And I feel like these mindfulness activities very much helped. I practice daily journaling, but sometimes that's just not enough. And kind of going back to what I was saying before, I find that I have days where I'm very low energy and days where I'm very high energy. There's a lot going on um, and I need to, just a few minutes to do something or there's not as much going on and I can spend a little bit more time working on mindfulness. And for me, this toolkit really helps. I also fit into the higher end range of the um, intended audience. I'm 24. So I found that this is really easy to use for myself. Um, my favorite exercise is definitely the progressive muscle re relaxation. I do it right before bed. And sometimes I have a hard time turning off my mind from everything that's going on during the day. And 
really focusing on each muscle group, tensing and relaxing it just shuts my mind off completely. And I find that like I hit the hay right away. Um, (laughs) Unintentional rhyming there. (laughs) And then (laughs) also the mindfulness walks as I'm new to the city, I really don't know much about the different neighborhoods. So taking the time to walk around and really take in what's around me and not just be going, going, going helps me slow down and be like, this is a great opportunity. I'm in a brand new city. I'm in grad school. Like I'm doing all of the things that I was setting out to do and um, takes away that overwhelmed feeling and kind of replaces it with a little bit more excitement. It's a great lesson learned for everyone. Even though you may be overwhelmed, try to look at the bright side. She looked ahead and found the opportunities. I love how you're emphasizing the activities in that book because the activities in my book, that was something we put a lot of heart into and a lot of time into. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Chris Bridge, the great illustrator I got to work with. The activities, I wanted to make learning fun again. Right now, you know as well as me, mental health is huge. Same mindset going behind. Two great books, two great publications. My book, there's seven chapters or seven days. You can go slowly or do it in the afternoon. You learn social distancing protocols. You learn how to help your children if they're experiencing these things. You heard all about Josh's book. But before we sign off today, we're going to go back to Andy and Josh and ask them, what's one more thing we should know about this book that we did not touch on yet today? You have a great ebook. What do we need to know? Well, I, I, uh, I would say, Vince, honestly, if, if you're up for it, we can actually go through one of the exercises right here. And I think that that tells you everything you need to know. Right um, awesome. So uh, I, I decided, you know, one of the one of the exercises is all about mindful eating. And, you know, you start with snacks and you actually dive in. And, and you know, when you actually practice the exercise, you know, it makes you enjoy meals so much more. Um, you actually enjoy like uh, sitting down and, and slowing down to, to digest your meal. But it probably doesn't translate well to a podcast. So having all of us <laughs> chewing on like, you know, trail mix and talking about what we're experiencing probably isn't, isn't, uh, isn't good for, uh, for the listeners to have crunching in their ears. So the other exercise, really good to, to you can do it kind of out and about. It's very kind of um, light, light effort. So, you know, some of the techniques like Andy was talking about the progressive relaxation that takes a a little bit of time. You need to set aside some time to to do this. This one you can do on the fly. You can do anywhere. You can, you know, do it on the the bus or the train or or even just walking around. Uh, Essentially just, you know, kind of slow down, take a breather. We're gonna choose a color. I think the the easy thing is just to choose like a, a color blue um you're rocking the the hat with uh you know the book jacket blue in there yeah yeah and i'm seeing the blue there so this is actually what we want to do we want to kind of breathe in breathe out um and just settle in on that color and then we're going to start looking around our landscape and looking around our surrounding for uh other shades of blue other uh, aspects, your t-shirt kind of has some blue in it. Andy's shirt has a little blue in it. Yeah, so, a little darker blue. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's what we're, and we're just taking it in and you're doing this all in your head. So you're, you're just sort of like registering this all in your head. And the idea is to actually set aside, you know, any, anywhere between one minute, five minutes, 10 minutes to just have that be the anchor that you keep coming back to. 
And so you just cycle through and you keep coming back to, I'm just looking for shades of blue. And so if you have to jump on the bus and go across town, you know, just doing that for, you know, for a, 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 a five minute ride, 10 minute ride, you know, can actually put you in a better headspace. And so I think that's that that would be the one takeaway that I want your listeners to have is that they can do these exercises anywhere at any time on the go, whatever. Um, Andy, you may have a, a different take. I'd love to hear it as well. Yeah, I think that aligns perfectly with what my take is. And then also if you know, you need a little bit more guidance. There's a ton of resources at the end of the book that has um, books that you can read, um, podcasts, other podcasts that you can listen to, uh, websites that you can explore. So if you this sparks your interest, there's way more. And there's so many different ways to get into mindfulness. And it's just starting. Awesome. That definitely surpassed my expectations. And when I said share one thing about the book, so the listeners <laughs> got a great free activity there. And I think I will have to follow suit and give a part of an activity away as well, because this is Mental Health Awareness Month. And the point of this month is to help everybody else through our own stories, through our own experiences, let you all know that we are not alone. And we'll go through the activity in my chapter, my day. I am the final day in the book. And it's called Travel Back in Time. We say travel back to a time not too long ago, a time without cell phones. Take 30 minutes per day for one week to disconnect from the world. Choose something you truly enjoy and go out and do it. Track what you do each day for one week and reflect at the end of the week. What will you do the same or different next week? Something I'm big on is making time for things you truly enjoy. My chapter also talks about taking a mental health day each week. As much as we know we have so much to do, we'll run ourselves down. I'm guilty of it for sure. Taking that day, writing everything down instead of opening the computer, getting back that next day, fully charged. I also talk about mental health breaks each day. You can't go for the marathon forever. I did it as long as I could. Now I realize the value of breaks. I'll do maybe a laundry as one of my breaks or do some dishes as a break. Constant activities that are productive give me that achievement sense of feeling. And with that, I want to sign off because it is Mental Health Awareness Month and we're challenged you for two activities. We let you know about two resources you can get for the price of one on this platform. All of the links will be in the bio of all of these episodes, but we're going to stop and ask Andy and Josh to share their website, how you can find what they're working on. Sure. It's just uh, oddduck.io. That's it. Duck.io. Be sure to head there. I'm at VincentALancy.com. At VincentALancy on social media. We'll have this post on all the platforms. We'll have it on the website. Be sure to check it out. Reach out to any of us. We are here to help. And with that, happy Mental Health Awareness Month. Have a great day.